Guys, what's up? And welcome to the Bird Brain Podcast, where the goal is to rise above it all, stay elevated, create that infinity, and up your you. I'm your host, Isaiah, and today we are going to talk about um, a continuation, I think a more thought out uh, process of a TikTok video I recently posted. Um, it was in response to a video. Um, and it just kind of all centers around understanding versus undergoing. Essentially, um, being loyal to somebody else's needs and in turn betraying yourself. Um, what that all looks like and the importance of it, I think especially going into the the holiday season with family and stuff, um, it can get a bit convoluted. And there are different ways to kind of like make yourself aware of what's okay and what's not um, in life in general. But, you know, primarily when it comes to our very intimate relationships, right? What that looks like. Um, yeah, so we're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about gratitude. <laughs> and if you like what you're listening to, um, head on over to iTunes. It takes like a minute. Hit the review button. Um, rate this podcast. Uh, give us some likes. If you like it, you know, obviously. <laughs> if you don't like it, be like, nah, this is trash. But um, if you like what you're listening to, um, take a minute to review the podcast because that helps build the podcast um, algorithm into the algorithm and gives it um, more uh, traffic. You know, it, it, it spreads the word. So if you've been listening, you know, like it, leave a review, um, leave a rating. Uh, and yeah, that's the most important thing I want to drive home you know, just to kind of build the podcast a little bit. So please and thank you. And um, if you want to subscribe to the podcast, if you're listening on um, iTunes, there's a subscribe button at the bottom. So you'll always get updates and notifications of when a new episode is released. And yeah, you won't miss a new episode. And if you're on Spotify, I'm pretty sure the same thing applies, like in terms of like the ratings and uh, reviews, but also notifications. And I believe on Amazon too. I've never used the Amazon platform, but if you listen on Amazon, I believe it's the same way. And what else? What else? What else? The coloring book is out there. It's, it's public now. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, accessible to the world. So if you want to get your copy, um, you can check it out on Amazon and also, uh, Barnes and Noble. I'll put the link in the bio and I was doing um, limited edition copies like where I sign and, and write in them and uh, I got like pretty big order just recently. So if you're looking for those, it probably will be a minute before those come back into into play um, just so I can make sure I get these out for the holiday season. And what else? I think that's it. I think that's it. If you want to support the podcast, head on over to Patreon, become a patron, different tiers, um, different perks. Um, and you can also get podcast merch. That's in the link too. And all right, that's it. I'm tired of talking about homework. <laughs> so if you are home, um, just sit down for this one. And I want you to really sit down with you and your younger self. This is going to be important. Um, and if you're driving, just buckle up and breathe, and uh, either way, make sure you have water. All right, stay tuned.
Guys, what's up? What's going on? Happy Monday. Um, happy Thanksgiving week. Uh, happy holidays, whatever you celebrate. And um, happy healing. Let's make that a holiday. Let's do that. Like <laughs> Healing awareness month or year or life. Um, yeah, how are you out there? How you doing? Um, it's that time of the year. Right. Where things get a little bit more convoluted because while things slow down, memories creep up. Um, there's a lot of traveling and rushing around for the holidays. There's a lot of interesting dynamics that we have to like brave um, <laughs> because we are seeing people that we haven't seen in a while who may not have necessarily changed. And we remember those experiences and. You know, um, it's just all a mixed bag, right? It's a it's a buffet of emotions, the way I like to put it. So um, last week I posted a, a video on, on uh, TikTok and basically it was about, um, essentially it started from like self-worth, the the components that come with self-worth because you are receiving mixed messages in a relationship. And a relationship could span. You could apply it to anything. Um, when I was thinking about it, I was uh, addressing all relationships, um, like a significant other, a friendship, a business. I always, whenever I say relationships, always know that I'm usually applying it across the board, family too. And I was talking about the the concept of mixed messages when we are caught up in a mixed message, such a tongue twister, when we're caught up in a mixed message um, exchange. You know, this person's being hot and cold with me. This person's giving me mixed signals. This person's giving me mixed messages. One day they seem like they care. The next day they seem kind of cold. And I don't know what to do with that. I've been in this one time too many. And there is a level of, I don't want to say frustration. Yeah, fuck it. Let's say frustration. There's a level of frustration that comes with that because you're having to regulate your emotions. And we all do it. We've done it to other people. This is, and this is something interesting too. You know, we don't like being on the receiving end of something we are willing to give when the situation or circumstances don't benefit us, right? So when we're in a mixed message situation, when it's somebody that we care about, it sucks. But when it's us giving mixed messages to somebody we don't care about, it is what it is. They just need to take the hint, right? <laughs> we say that. They just need to get it. Um, or, you know, when you... It's a difference in behavior when someone you like likes you and they're like kind of pestering you or whatever. You're cool with that. But if somebody that you're not attracted to is um, or that you're not like desire to be a part of or have a part of you when they're doing that now it becomes them being needy, stalkerish, et cetera, et cetera. So there's a lot of like um, semantics that can be played. Um, and I'm just using this for, for like context, planting seeds. So I posted a video about 
mixed signals. You know, when it comes to somebody who's hot and cold with you, um, and you quote unquote don't know what to do. I don't know what to do with that, or I don't know if they care, or whatever the case may be. When I say this year was a crash course in being a bit more loyal to myself instead of just being this universal loyal person, a lot of relationships fell by the wayside. A lot. Um, and it's going to continue to happen. Um, if, you know, if I end up in this dynamic again, the great thing about now is like, or how it's always been for me is less is more. Right. So it's like the quality of my relationships will always, 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 um, supersede the quantity of my relationships. And I'm willing to do the work. If this is not working in my space, then there's no work to be done, right? Um, so someone's giving you mixed messages. And they've continually done that. First off, what it stems from is your very younger relationships. And someone pointed out, well, it doesn't need to be in a household. With her. Yeah, you're right. And just apply, you know, take what applies. So in your younger relationships, there was this thing of you having to um, kind of suss out or be very hyper aware of somebody else's behavior to always kind of intercept or preemptively know what they needed from you in order for you to get praise, love, approval, validation, safety. Um, there's a dance that you do where it's like you're performative. It's like, I'll perform for love because I know if I do this thing or I say this thing, that means you'll love me, right? And I have to kind of be tactful with it, right? It can't be all the time because what I understand is I'm paying attention to your emotions and sometimes you may not be in the mood to love me. Right. Sometimes you may not be in a mood to care about me. Do you hear what I'm saying? You know, sometimes you're not in the mood to really value me or take care of me. And I, I, I know that. So let me be mindful of when I seek it from you. Ugh, that sounds so gross when I say it. Yeah. Let me be mindful of when I seek love from you. How shitty does that feel? Like, think about that. Think about a little kid, you know, kind of recognizing and understanding. I know you don't always care about me. Um, so let me be mindful of when I am seeking it from you. Um, I'm just typing that. And it, 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 oh man. It plants this seed of, um, inconsistent self-love, right? Inconsistent self-value, self-worth, um, and inconsistent relationships where somebody can be hot and cold with you. They come for what they need. They leave when you're not needed, right? And there's this constant modality that happens. So you become very performative, um, runner chaser relationships. So anxious and avoidant. If you look up love, uh, love, uh, attachment theory, um, it's usually the anxious chasing the avoidant. 
Um, and that can come from, you know, early negligence or just, you know, um, emotional neglect because of emotionally immature, you know, guardians, whatever the case may be. Or even, let's say on the playground, let's use that, where your friends were kind of like, they wanted to deal with you sometimes and other times they did not. And you never knew why, you just know that it happens. And um, this continues on throughout life. You start regulating yourself um, throughout relationships to make people like you or to hope that people like you because you don't require much, but you are willing to give your all. And then you end up in mixed message relationships. Now, for me, I've started um, developing the practice or sitting with myself and saying that, what am I being shown? What is this person showing me? What are they showing me versus what I'm looking for right now? Because that's a difference, right? When you walk through life hoping to see someone that loves you or hoping that somebody's going to care about you or hoping that you're going to get validated and praised and approved. Your, your worth, your value, your, your sense of self is always contingent on how a person responds to you or how a person tends to act even if it has nothing to do with you. That's what your emotions are, are um, running on, like someone else's behavior. Um, and when you flip that, it, it changes a little bit. When you start to say, Hey, how does this person behave? What do they show me on a, on a consistent basis? Cause I say all the time, even inconsistency is still consistency. Even someone who's hot and cold, they're still consistent. All right. They're consistent in their behavior. And when you decide that, okay, this person's giving me mixed signals, instead of looking for a moment when they're going to love you, take all the moments together and calculate and say, well, the way this averages out, how do I feel most days? Because even when I talk to them, there's this anxiety there about me not talking to them again. I was talking about safe, safe people last week, right? Um, that's funny that these all kind of have like a through line to each other. But, um, you know, this person talks to me one day and we're good. We're golden. And then there's like this anxiety because I'm like, I don't know when I'm going to talk to them again. Or there's like this idea of like, I don't know if I hit them up, if they actually respond to me. Um, and all that kind of plays like you take you take the information that you're receiving and you draw a conclusion versus taking the breadcrumbs that you're being given at the small kitty table where you're sitting by yourself because everybody else is sitting at the big table and they are being well fed. Make sense? So as you go into the holidays, I'm, I'm just applying it across the board and forgive me if I'm jumping around, but like I think about it when we go into relationship with family members, right? Where someone is kind of 
they almost manipulate the situation based off their attitude and behavior. It's like, I'm not going to give you love or really show that I approve of you unless you do every single thing that I want. And even when you do what I want from you, I'm still going to find a way to cut away at you. I'm still going to find a way to cut you down or I'm going to say something that's going to, you know, trigger you or I'm going to say what I want because I know I can do that. And you have to respond and adjust because either I'm an elder, I'm your parent, I'm your aunt, I'm your cousin, I'm your this, I'm family. Because I'm family, I'm allowed to mistreat you. (laughs) All right. So when it comes to that, again, the runner chaser, um, always seeking approval, whatever the case may be, your idea of self is kind of contingent on what somebody else shows you, right? Because you think that this is what you deserve or this is kind of like what you have to align with because everybody else gets along with it. So what's wrong with you? Why can't you do the same? being loyal to someone else at your own expense is you literally betraying yourself. I'll say this again. Being loyal to someone else at your expense is you literally betraying yourself. And the reason why I say that is because you are, it's kind of like, I want to paint a picture. It's kind of like a little kid, right? They're being, these two kids, they're chilling in the the playground. And then these big kids come up and they start bullying one of the little kids. And the little kid, the other little kid that was with the other kid, like, right? They decide to stick with the bullies and start making fun of the little kid too. They switch sides. That's kind of what we do to ourselves when we chase someone for affection, approval, or side with them or try to rationalize their behavior at the sake of who we are. What we say subconsciously is that I am picking sides and I am not picking my own. I'm siding with this person. Unknowingly, I'm siding with this person in terms of um, how they treat me, right? I'm siding with them, (laughs) I'm going to abandon my little self and I'm going to side with 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 these people because I don't want to be left out. So I'm going to side with them. And in turn, I'm going to also align with mistreating me, my younger me. Does this make sense so far? Like I said, forgive me if I jumped around, but um, it's just so palpable, you know, to, to kind of understand this modality when we exist in relationships. Um. Because whenever you have a weird feeling in terms of somebody's behavior, that's indication that something's not right. And that's what I've been going on. Like, you know, and people talk about communication all the time. Oh, yeah, well, you should communicate your feelings or whatever the case may be. I can think of a few instances this year alone where I did communicate and the person either wasn't sorry, they weren't willing to see what was going on. Or they got very defensive or they lied, right? So it's like when we talk about communication, the main component that's missing is comprehension. The main component that is missing is accountability. And a lot of people don't want to comprehend because that will force them to be accountable. Um, And so talking through things is not always applicable. Or sometimes you're in turbulent environments where you can't even talk things through because it can lead to something else. That's why I've learned to understand. I observe. I'm a big observer because 
I will receive more honest information and data by observing a situation for a span of time versus, hey, always calling it out and always checking it. And yes, I, I'd be willing to have a conversation sometimes, but I'm not always willing to have a conversation. Why? Because I already understand that this person is not the type of person that's willing to comprehend what I'm going to say to them. So being loyal to somebody else's poor behavior is you betraying yourself. Whenever you chase after a person, you've left yourself out in the cold because you're telling that other person that, hey, you're more important than me right now. Your love for me is more important than the love I have for myself. And the love that you have for me may not even be real. It's conditional, right? And that is more important to me than me kind of sitting with myself and understanding what I actually mean and what I deserve and what I value and how I'm valued. So I'm going to chase you. I'm going to chase you down. (laughs) And I'll never catch you. I'll never truly catch you. The reason why is because you were never looking to be caught. You were just looking to take whatever you needed to in that moment, whatever felt good for you. Um, and that's it, right? That's it. So moving on, somebody, um, someone responded. When I posted this video on TikTok, and it was basically talking about, you know, see people for what they show you versus what you hope to see in them. And when you see that there's an inconsistency there or there's a level of mistreatment or poor behavior, it is now up to you to decide where they fit in my life. This is your life. You don't owe your anything to anyone, just like no one feels obligated to you. And, um, you know, I love when people are like, well, no one owes you anything. It's like, right. That goes both ways. Or what about sympathy? It's like, yeah, you're right. But that goes both ways. Everything that you're saying is not one-sided. As, as eager as you are to justify shitty behavior, what you're saying applies to both sides. So when you talk sympathy, make sure you talk about the sympathy that needs to be had for somebody that's enduring mistreatment consistently because they want to show up for somebody who's half-assing them. When you talk about a lack of judgment, make sure you don't judge a person who's been through a lot, a lot of shit that you haven't even seen, and then they finally decide that they're going to walk away from a situation that does not help them or does not benefit them. When you talk about being understanding, understand that there's a difference between someone understanding somebody's situation and undergoing the um, the ramifications of their situation. So I can understand somebody going through a lot of things in life. You know, that's the, it's, it's, for me, it's become kind of a thing. And I was having this conversation with my friend two weeks ago that our ability to understand what somebody's going through can sometimes put us in situations that we don't need to continue to go through. Right. Understanding is not the same thing as undergoing. I can understand why something works the way that it does, but it doesn't mean I need to try it out. It doesn't mean I need to try it out. And somebody, uh, someone said, well, when are we going to understand that everybody's just a work in progress? That's understood. That's understood. But there is always this kind of, there's this manipulative quality from those statements that I don't like. And when somebody says those things, it, it kind of, it juts my heart a little bit and like, 
all systems to go at that point because it's it's important for me to explain or not explain, but make it clear without argument. What you're saying applies on both ends. And what you're saying also too seems to deny your accountability, your responsibility to show up and treat somebody properly. I don't need to wait around for you to decide when you're going to be better. That's not permission for me to do better for myself or seek better for myself. Right? And that applies to family too. I don't have to wait around for you to kind of decide when you're going to treat me well and when you're not. I could just decide not to exist in an exchange with you. Just because we're blood and because we're blood doesn't mean you treat me less than. That makes logically no sense. It's in the whole blood is sticking in water. If you kind of apply that rule, you should read up on what that full thing actually says. Um, I think it says the blood in the womb is not thicker than the water of something. In other words, saying that it's more about who treats me well versus who I'm related to by DNA. Um, that's how I determine who's worth my time. And even applying to business exchanges, like whenever I start to feel unsure about how somebody prioritizes me, that automatically means that they're not prioritizing me. When I'm uncertain about how I'm being treated in a friendship, that automatically means that this person treats me one way versus treats me one way on a certain day versus another way on any other given day. So I don't trust them now. And I start paying attention more to their behavior and the consistency and patterns of that behavior. Because to me, it's like, oh, that's a mixed message. And only way mixed messages continue is if you continue to exist in that space without taking what you're being shown. Take the work off of you. See people for what they're showing you. Make it easy. See things for exactly what is being shown versus what you hope to see. Sometimes we we see the good in people, right? And it's not about good or bad, but we see so much of the good in people or the potential that somebody has that we overlook the bad that's happening to us. And bad does not have to be rooted in malice, but it can be it, it can be depressing you, right? It could be giving you new fucking trauma that you don't even know that you're developing, right? It could it could give you a headache. It could stress you out. I don't know what I where I stand with this person or this person like kind of ignores me when I need them or this person lacks the capacity to communicate when it's important. All of these things are are very um impactful to your emotional regulation. And sometimes you go through so much that you fail to realize that you're continuing to go through even more because it's just something that you're used to. Like you have to get out of the habit of being used to mistreatment. And the way you do that is to start treating yourself better, right? And treating yourself better doesn't necessarily mean that you treat somebody less than. That's never, like if you watch my videos, if you listen to this podcast, whenever I talk about anything, I try to be as impartial as possible. The reason being is because I know, again, we all play different roles at different times. I'm not always the good guy, right? I'm not always the good guy. 
but I make it a point to not be the bad guy in a lot of situations more often than not. The reason being is because, look, I've experienced my own share of shit, and I'm not here to give you something that you have to heal from. By my hands. Like, maybe my behavior is something that you're not used to, and that's something that you have to work through. But I'm not intentionally giving you something that you now have to work through and heal from. Right? Um, We have to get into the habit of making choices for ourselves versus waiting for someone to choose us. Right? You have to choose yourself. You don't wait for somebody to choose you and then you choose yourself because it's like, oh, you don't choose me? Yeah, I don't choose me either. It's, it's, It's that thing. We unknowingly do that. It's like, oh, is this person choosing me? Oh, they're not? All right, cool. I'm not going to choose myself either. I'm not going to do that. Right? And then you continue to undergo some things. You continue to undergo experiences that you don't deserve. Because you are letting somebody else decide what your worth and your quality is. And I, I keep picturing it in my head like, you know, a group of people just choosing or not choosing this one person. And the one friend that that person has, their ride or die, sides with that other group until they decide to choose them again. And that one friend is you. You are your longest relationship. You are your longest standing friend. You are essentially your longest significant other. You are your 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 most permanent parent, right? And like I said, while people are going through it, we are all works in progress. And a lot of us don't need more to work through just to appease somebody else's poor behavior. This year taught me so much of like my willingness to show somebody that, hey, I'm someone you can trust. I'm somebody that that's loyal and I couldn't trust them worth a shit. And they didn't give me any reason to trust them. They did not handle me properly at all. But I was still willing to show up. And I was like, yeah, but they've been through some things. So it was my job to show them that things could be different. Meanwhile, I finally had to stop and say, Isaiah Frizzell, do you know how much you had to work through? Are you aware of what you had to work through to be this person that's being good to this individual. Do you understand what you what you've had to work through, overcome, and journey through? Why do you feel like you deserve less? You know, stop testing your tolerance. Stop testing your pain threshold and see things for what they are. See things for what they are. And again, I'm very different in terms of how I, I define family for a lot of reasons. But family to me represents the people that show up, the people that value me, the people that respect me, the people that support me, the people that want me to be better and seek to make sure I'm good versus just feeling like they are by default entitled to access in my life. That's how I define family. And I'm always going to move that way. And anyone who doesn't like it is like, all right, cool. And then you're part of the problem. <laughs> but um, like I said, even in business exchanges, I do the same thing. It's like I take mixed messages as an indicator that I am not being properly handled consistently by somebody. 
and then I move accordingly. I stop seeking certain things from them and I just see what I'm shown. And then I let that pattern be the dictator in terms of where our relationship goes from there because I know how I'm willing to show up. Like I'm aware of me, right? I'm aware of me and that's important too. Be aware of yourself first because if you go out seeking other things before you're aware of you, you're going to be in some big trouble. And when people are like, yeah, but it's so hard to do. Look, I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying it's easy. But if you're telling me that it's easier to be in a relationship that you're not valued and respected than it is to start valuing and respecting yourself, you have a lot of work to do. And that is something that I don't appreciate here. When somebody's like, oh, yeah, but it's so hard. You're, you're telling me literally it's hard for you to value yourself and it's easier to be mistreated by somebody else. That's what I hear. And it bothers the shit out of me. That's literally what you're saying. It's hard for me to want to see myself as somebody that's lovable. So I continue to exist in relationships and exchanges where somebody reminds me that I'm not lovable. That's easier for me to deal with and tolerate. We got work to do. (laughs) There's a lot of work to do. And I'm here for it. I'm here for the self-worth work. Because when you show yourself that you're valued by you, There are a lot of relationships that aren't even a thought now. They're not a part of your multiple choice answers anymore. And sometimes people don't like when you choose you because that means that they no longer have access to you. People don't like it. And that's why I think self-worth is such a taboo talk because, and people get defensive about that because what I'm saying isn't anything wrong. Like I'm not saying anything malicious. I'm telling someone to take better care of themselves and be cognizant of the relationships they're cultivating. Because once you bring awareness to that and you act on it, there are a lot of people who fall by the wayside. And yes, it does get a little bit lonely, but I would rather be in my company. Actually, I choose my company a lot of times, guys. I love it. Um, Then be in mixed company. I know who Isaiah is. I know what he's going to offer. I know that Isaiah, I know that Isaiah likes peace more than anything, right? Speaking from a third person, I literally know how I move and I know what, what, what works for me and what doesn't. So when it's all said and done, I much rather my company than to sit around somebody that I can't be sure of. You have to start choosing yourself. Right? You have to stop subconsciously saying, hey, I don't want to be around you. I'd rather be elsewhere. I don't want to sit with you alone. Are you kidding me? That's the worst thing I could fucking possibly think of. I don't like your company. That's what you're saying to yourself. The other day I went out and I was like, I can't wait to get home so I could just chill and read. I was, I was telling my buddies, I was like, <laughs> I enjoy coming home and reading a book. Like, that's, like, awesome for me. And it sounds... No, it doesn't sound weird. Actually, it's fucking amazing. That's that's my piece. That's my enjoyment. Like, to read a book, man, at the end of the night, I'm good. Or to just spend time talking with a buddy, I'm I'm solid. Or like to spend time with somebody that I enjoy. That brings me peace. But overall, my own company is still one of the 
best experiences that I can have. And you have to get there. And once you get there and once you start valuing yourself, I can't stress this enough, your dynamics of what you tolerate is going to change. And people are not going to like that. But again, it's not up to them. You can understand somebody's experiences, but it doesn't mean you have to continue to undergo. Don't betray yourself being loyal to someone else. And before we wrap up, I don't know if you guys wrote out the safe people last week, but I'm going to give you more homework. (laughs) Assignments, baby. Um, And the reason why I assigned this work is so you can have practical steps on your healing journey. It's it's one thing to just talk about healing, growth, self-worth, yada, yada, yada. It's another thing to actually implement things to reinforce, again, your self-worth. Because if you don't show up for yourself, right, nothing shows up. Nothing new changes because you're not doing the practical things to implement some kind of pattern of change. So five things you're grateful for. And gratitude means that you value, right? There's value there. So don't just say, hey, I'm grateful for my health that you don't take care of your health, right? Don't just value or be grateful for your health in this moment, quote, unquote, and then you just go on about doing whatever the hell you want. And your health also applies to your relationships. So I want you for the next couple of days, five things you're grateful for every single day and really think about it. Really think about it. You know, you could be grateful for um, an end of a relationship. Like gratitude doesn't always mean happiness. Gratitude just means awareness and value. <clears throat> Sometimes the capacity to be sad and feel something to be grateful for, right? But there's always something to be grateful for, a.k.a. always something to value. Because when I ask this question a lot of times, first thing that people say, oh, yeah, I'm grateful for my health. It's like, are you, you're just happy you didn't croak the day before? (laughs) Like, that's what it sounds like because you're not taking care of your health, right? I'm grateful for my family or my friends. How do you show that? Let somebody know this week that they matter to you. Just out of the blue with nothing in, text them, call them, whatever case may be. I don't care what it is, but just tell somebody that they matter to you and tell them why. Tell them something that they do good, right? And be very specific. And even, I don't care what they say, how they respond. It's not about how they respond. It's about what they are receiving. Let somebody know that they matter to you this week. And pay attention to what that does, okay? Um, That's it, guys. I talked a lot. (laughs) I hope you guys have an amazing week. Um, I know Thanksgiving, like I said, is this week, and I just hope that each and every one of you have a safe space to exist in, Um, a table that you can sit at where there are people that you love and value, even if it's just one person, even if that person is just yourself. I hope that you understand that you are somebody worth being grateful for, (sighs) and you're doing the work. And even if it may not feel this way, there are people that love you. There are people that value you. There are people that you matter to consistently. Some of them you just haven't even met yet. And sometimes that person can be yourself. (laughs) I hope you guys have an amazing week. I love you guys. I'm grateful for you guys. Um, I know I always say that, but I I truly do mean it. I'm grateful for 
a lot of you. The fact that you come here, you chill, you chat with me. Um, and we just grow together, right? We heal. I'm grateful for that. So yes, eat up, drink some water, tell somebody you love them, make sure you tell yourself you love them. All right, love you guys. Take flight. Happy Thanksgiving.